Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. I'm Marsha Collier, and I'm here all by myself with Dr. Mac, Bob Levitas today. Mark is away. And I want to thank everybody who's showing up on the twubs.com tech radio page. We have a very eclectic group of listeners on there. Uh, Bob, I had a couple questions for you from Twitter. You ready? Okay. Okay. One of them is about the phone, uh, about the watch. What's the deal? Don't Samsung know. watch is rumored to for next month's release. When is the Apple iWatch? watch is rumored for someday in the maybe not too distant future <laughs> if they're even making a watch. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I've never seen one myself. I don't think I know anybody who's ever seen one. I don't think I know anybody who's actually heard an Apple employee discuss a watch. So. As far as I know, uh, Apple might not even be making a watch, but I think they are. <laughs> yeah, probably. Who knows? You know, they have to fight each other with new product all the time. Now, this is Well, I'm the last person, you know, people think I have some inside track on Apple information, and I'm the last person anyone at Apple is ever going to tell something like that. Well, is it, because nobody tells me Because they know I go on your radio show and go, okay, <laughs> so my friend at Apple says the watch is going to... I could just make and, stuff up. The rumor sites do that. Yeah, I know. You could just make stuff up, and that you sound even more in the know. You know, they're going to so, come out with a new uh, a new device later this year. It's called a tinfoil hat, and you put it on, and magically you receive apps in your head. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, here's another one. Here's a good okay. one, though, because okay. I don't understand it at all. I'm not very familiar with the Kindle Fire, but Al Hopper wants to know. Oh, I, will saw, I... I saw that. Yeah, I don't know either, but if I knew, wait, I had it on screen a second ago and didn't answer because I wasn't sure what he meant because I don't have a Kindle Fire either. But something I, about I don't a know. clock on the something screen or where'd it go? Uh, no, it was a free time Here we go. type yeah. app setting. And I don't know what that means if, Al, you want to... Uh, uh, tweet a little better description of what it does. Uh, we have another thing from UB Talking who says, hopes the new iPhone has a better camera for night pics. Night pictures are always difficult. What's been your exp- experience? Well, I, you know, the iPhone 5, I think, is way better than any of the previous ones at nighttime pictures. But that being said, it's not very good, and you generally don't get very good results unless you brace the camera against something, you know, like a solid object. Yep. If you hold and it really it... still, you can get pretty good shots at night, but usually in, in dark settings, especially if you're trying to get something that's not close to you and you're, you, you know, out of flash range, let's say, um, not that good. And pretty much, I think that's because in a phone, you can only put a very small CCD. Is that why? I think that's part of it, and I think the optics have to be smaller. You know, they have to be uh, closer together because of the flatness of the phone. They don't get the depth that you would need to, you know, be able to make that stuff. 
I think also it's the, the aperture. You know, they're, they only go down so far, and, and the lens itself is only so good. So, you know, the, the, I think there's probably more than one technical factor that makes it hard to do low light in such a thin package, but it's, it's a problem with any camera, and the one thing you can do with any camera to, to help is put it in a tripod or something solid and shoot that way. Because it's, yeah. it's hand motion that, that wrecks yeah. those pictures. I'm pretty sure almost all of the, the blur that d- you get tonight is your handshake. And I don't think actually that uh, cell phones or smartphones have the, the stabilization feature, things like that. Well, the, the iPhone 5 supposedly does, and I suspect it takes some of that shake out. But, you know, at night you just can't, you can't fix that with post-processing. Well, one of the cool things, and I have to tell you, on my Android, I use the Galaxy Note 2, um, because when I'm taking a super macro, you know your hand starts to shake, right? And then you have to tap it, right? My phone will take the picture if I say, cheese, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool. I don't have to hit my phone. Bob, you don't think that's cool? Bob. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I can take a picture by telling Siri to open the camera app, <laughs> and then I don't even think I can do that. Jeez. Well, what would be nice Did you would hear my be phone time- take a picture? <laughs> timer. A timer on your uh, phone camera. I know you can buy third-party cameras that have a timer, which is a good thing, because if you've got anything you can stand it up on or sit it down on before you shoot, a timer is like having a tripod or uh, a stable hand. Exactly, exactly. So other things that you see happening right now in the Apple world, how are the Apple stores doing? Are they still the big magnet they used to be? You know, it's funny. There's been some stuff online lately about dollars right. per square foot, whatever it is that they measure. Apple's was down a little this year, and and I think that... I'm sure that's true. Um, how can you sustain stores with that kind of traffic in them? <laughs> you know, right after a new device comes out, the Apple stores are madness. They're zoos. Exactly. And now, with, you know, no new product in, what, a year almost or about a year? Yeah, okay, traffic is down. And But, but what, I, what I think people fail to mention is I think they still are the most profitable store per square foot. In retail, uh, yeah, even if they're that, down, um, I, I think that they're still the envy of retail, as far as Wait. dollars per foot of, of a floor space goes. Well, you know what I find interesting is you know that Samsung has opened in Best Buys, Samsung stores, which I haven't been to one, I haven't seen one, but I think that was a pretty smart move. You know, using someone else's square footage since you already have so many products. Was. Merchandising that section, you're at the mercy of the parent store, and the Apple ones always look like, well, guano. How about that? <laughs> guano? You could say poop. That's all right. Yeah, they all they look terrible. You'd go in there, and the, you know nobody would know anything about anything, and there'd be stuff missing from the display cases. Like you know, there'd be tethers with no computers on them. Like they sold the floor model and never bothered to put a new one out. <laughs> and it did. I, I don't think it did Apple justice. And I think that's part of the reason they had to open their own yeah, retail stores. Because and, and you, of need, course, you need an environment where you can tell the salesperson, 
answer their questions honestly, and take as much time as they need to understand their purchase. And, of and course, Apple, I can't remember. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who was in charge of Apple stores then went to J.C. Penney and totally and destroyed, totally destroyed a major brand. <laughs> well, no, that's another one that I think he got a bad rap, and I'll tell you why. I think what he went in there to do takes more than a year. And I think that when he went in and showed them the plan, they gave him more than a year. And I think that they pulled the rug out from under him halfway through or a third of the way through. And I think it might have worked had they, you know, been tweaking it. And, as and, they went. You know, they were changing it as they went along. They weren't, they weren't, he, he killed off all, like, promotion, promotional pricing. Everything was going to be on sale all the time. People didn't like that, so they, they could change that back. You know, it's not a big deal. Merchandising the stores, I went in one, and I had never thought to shop at JCPenney before that. Yeah. But one of the stores that had been redone, I liked it. Hmm. Kind of like Target, only even cooler. So well, I think, speaking... you know, had they given them time, I think they might have been able to turn it around and really refresh the brand. Instead, I think they're going to go back to the same strategy. And, you know, if the stores... Are, if people go to the stores because they got a flyer and T-shirts are on sale there this week, that's one kind of store. But this was a yeah, store exactly. I would have gone to look for plain T-shirts or, or white socks or, you know, even groceries. It was, it was well, appealing speaking, to Speaking of at. white socks, speaking of white socks, the thought of going to a Microsoft store, uh, to me, could be the most boring thing possibly on the planet. You know, what are they going to do, uh, PowerPoint demos? But what I found is they managed to jazz them up just a little bit by having touchscreen stuff and they're gaming. So they do a little bit. At least you have the live gaming aspect and the connect where, you know, you can try stuff. So that's not too bad. I don't know where the, his, where tech stores are going to go, whether they're going to continue as the sole brand or if they're going to have to merge into other stores. Because Not like Apple. You say. I think Apple, though, has a completely different philosophy from the start, and, and it goes deep into the corporate culture, and retail isn't necessarily about profit. It's about being able to um, have a direct relationship with the customer that you can't have at a Best Buy. Okay, and wait a minute. I'm, Apple, I'm typing that quote. <laughs> I'm typing that quote. Bob Levitas says, retail isn't just about profit. <laughs> I love it. That's great, Bob. But they make so much money in the Apple stores. It's plenty that, about profit. And, and they're, I think they're very happy that the stores are as profitable and as busy and do as well as they do. But I think they started the whole idea for a different reason, and that was it, it was it's very some of the stuff needs really knowledgeable people, and you don't find. And no offense to Best Buy, because those people they may know like Windows or something. But they didn't know much about iPhones or anything else like that. Honestly, Bob, we're here on the break, and I don't think Best Buy even knows how to do Windows. What can I say? <laughs> well, it's not my favorite store. Remind anyway, me to th- tell you about the Microsoft store after the break. Okay, after the break, we'll hear the 411. This is Marsha Collier and Bob Levitas on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time. With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. 
Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRadio at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. Talk Talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Just Marsha Collier today. I'm in charge and I'm breaking things all over the studio so they won't be ready when Mark gets back. I'm here with Bob Levitis who generally fixes things. And before I'm going to ask Bob how he fixes a Mac and tells us a little bit about his business, I'm going to hear Dr. Mac's official story of the Microsoft store. So let's hear it, Bob. (laughs) Well, well, Microsoft opened a store like a stone's throw from the Apple store in the domain here in Austin, a real upscale, like, outdoor mall. Um, And, and... For weeks, you know, there were signs that Microsoft Store is coming, and then they unveiled it, and it looked a lot like an Apple Store inside. And 
the day I went there, I took pictures of both the Apple Store and the Microsoft Store. This was a few weeks after it opened, right after their tablet stuff came out, right? Mm -hmm. So first I took pictures. In the Apple Store, it was crowded. You know, there were a lot of people and a lot of people in Apple T-shirts. In the Microsoft Store, there were a lot of people in blue Microsoft T-shirts, and I think no customers, maybe one or two. <laughs> but the store was basically empty, and all these people were clumped up talking to each other. So I went in Wait. and asked them to show me this new Microsoft Windows tablet thing. Yeah. And they couldn't even demo it. I said, so um, can I type on the screen? Sometimes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the most horrible experience, and then I thought, well, why would they open the stores and then not really train the heck out of these people? To, I totally to... agree. I totally agree. But, you know, it may be a difference between, okay, the Microsoft customer and the Apple customer, and I'm not saying either is better. Um, it, maybe it's – there's no excuse for lousy customer service in a store. Perhaps a Microsoft customer – is buying more, they'll research the product ahead of the time where an Apple customer wants to go there and touch things and really feel out what they're, what they're getting with their product. I wanted I do a have demo. To... I wanted to see this thing live. I wanted to see, you know, how you interact with a tablet that's also a Windows computer. Well, you can and, come and over to my house. I'll show you how show it works. <laughs> I can show you how it works. Actually, I like my Windows RT. I'm probably one of the five people on the planet who do like it because I can switch over, and if I want to edit my book or, or write my book on my tablet, I can do it. I think I so, would like one, too, except that I've got a big sign in my office. I don't I do Windows. I know. I don't do Windows. I know. I've seen the T-shirt, Bob. I've seen yeah. the T-shirt. Yeah. So, um, let me see. There was another. There are people still tweeting oh, tell, about the bra. Uh, tell our friend Al out there. He did answer in the tweet. He wanted to know if there was a feature to allow parents to set time limits for games and books and stuff for their kids. Yeah. And the answer is not that I know of in iOS 7, although, you know, you never know. Apple, I don't think, has announced such a thing. And, well, they have it on the computer. <laughs> um, and it would yeah. seem... It would seem logical that that parental controls thing would roll over into the uh, iPhone and iPad arena, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I, I don't have, know anything. Talking about e-books, and this is something, and you're being an author, just I think I have 43 or 44 books. I'll never catch up with you. I'll never live long enough. But you know that when people read e-books, that we as authors can go to a page and see just what you have highlighted on a Kindle. <laughs> we can see where people bookmark stuff. Uh, have you been to your page so you can see that, Bob? What's a Kindle? <laughs> just kidding. It's a thing no, that people read your books on. Oh, I didn't know that I could do that because I know a lot of my books are available as e-books in both the uh, Apple Store and on Amazon. Well, I will, so. I will send you the super secret author's link and you can see, cause that way, you know, like I've seen people have highlighted this thing 102 times, which tells me that in my next edition or something, this is something I have to, you know, work harder on or talk more about, right? Right. So it, it's great. a very no, I, good tool. And now is the perfect time for me to look at that because I'm about to start on updates to some of the editions. So if there I can see where some, you know, where a lot of people were highlighting, that means something. I don't know what, but 
<clears throat> I have well, to look at that area more carefully, and I'd love to have that. I will send you the super secret link, but what that tells me also is if you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey and you start highlighting stuff, that the NSA knows. <laughs> they <laughs> what really you highlight? Wait that's a minute. right. If you're, re- if you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey and you're highlighting stuff, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, my Twitter and Facebook for seniors outsold Fifty Shades of Grey at the National AARP Convention. <laughs> well, that's because your book is worth reading. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. So, Bob, no, I, I want to ask you. No, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. You did? Well, my wife had it, and I just, I, I didn't read the whole thing because I couldn't uh-huh. stand it. <laughs> I was, like, gagging after about halfway through, and I don't even know why I read that much. <laughs> I never put down a book without finishing it. Usually, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'll slog it out and find out how it ends anyway, but yeah. not that. Not that. Oh, John Dvorak has a new ebook out. I just bought it and downloaded it. Um, I, I love reading Dvorak. I think he's, you know, so cranky, so I'm going to be reading that today. But before we, you know, we're running out of time, Bob. We have like seven minutes to go in the show. Aside from writing books, for those out there who do have Apple products, three minutes, quick. Tell us about BobLevitas.com and what you do in three minutes. <laughs> well, I have I have a couple of really, really good troubleshooters that I work with, and we use remote technology to fix your Mac problems. Or we do, you know, we've been doing more tutorial work and training lately than fixing. We do fix, though. I mean, if, um, and we give up, we have a cool thing. I don't think you should pay for us to fix something if we aren't successful at fixing it. And so we give you a, a, a written estimate, and we say, if we can't fix it for this much money, we'll keep working on it until we fix it for free, or nice. we'll give you your money back and not fix it if that's what if that's what, what ends up happening, which that's pretty rare, I have to say. But we know our stuff. We can tell you it's, thir- it's going to be 30 minutes. We're going to charge you $60, and if it's not fixed for $60, we'll keep working on it until we fix it. And in most cases, we're good at guessing how long. And, you know, if we finish, we bill in 15-minute increments. So if we finish 15 minutes earlier, you get billed uh, uh, $30 less. Now, what are the common problems that people come to you with? A uh, A lot of them are with misunderstanding how to um, configure things like in mail, like they, that we have people with junk mail issues. They can't figure out how to get the junk mail to work or stuff is going in there that they don't want to. Um, we have network issues occasionally. You know, people have network setup issues. We do some consulting, pre-purchase consulting. People will say, I want to make videos, you know, and I want to spend this much money on gear. What would I, what should I do? We, um, set up backup systems for people who want more than just time machine backup. Mm. Um, that's about it. I mean, we don't do any physical repairs. We don't, we're, we're not an author, Apple authorized uh, repair center, so we don't take Macs apart. We only take on jobs we can fix over the Internet. That pr- sounds good to me. And, and that's pretty much these days on computers, if some hardware is going to fail, it's going to fail within the first month or so, isn't it, pretty much? Or the last month, 
<laughs> or the last month. Yeah, there's that last month. You know, that's the problem, I'm problem though. You don't know what month is going to be its last. But yeah, that's true. You know, most of the components, if they work for a month, you can pretty much rest assured they're going to be okay. It. That's it. Oh. <laughs> It was so much fun having you on, and everybody visit Bob at BobLevitas.com. Learn more about Bob, buy his books. He's really smart. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks uh, for look for me. us Look for us next week on Saturday, 12 noon, or download our shows from WS Radio or iTunes. Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Save your cash while increasing your sales. Every business knows cash is king. Quit paying out your cash while maintaining all the services you need. At the same time, increase sales with new customers. Sound too good to be true? It's not. WS Radio has done it using traditional business practices. We will even give you $250 in services just to give it a try. Log on to wsradio.com forward slash barter. That's wsradio.com forward slash barter. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need increasing the effectiveness of your workforce? The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. Okay, you admit to yourself that you have a huge credit card problem. However you got there, you've racked up $10,000, $20,000 or more in debt, and it mounts up daily, right? I don't need to tell you what your credit card statements look like, but I'm here to give you some help. All you need to do is make one quick, no-obligation call to the Debt Solutions Network, and one of our partner companies will help you with proven strategies to help you get out of debt. They can reduce your debt, in some cases up to 50%, and help stop the collection calls. If you're buried in credit card debt, call the Debt Solutions Networks now and learn for free how they can help you get out of debt for much less than you owe. Here's the number. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. Learn how you can get out of credit card debt now. Call now for a free debt analysis. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188.